Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. Hello, Narrow Way to Broadway community. This is Emma here to pray and meditate with you in your morning quiet time or afternoon walk or evening dinner or anything in between. Um, If you're new, it's so nice to meet you. Um, Thank you for joining us and dedicating some of your time to hang out with us. Uh, I hope this few minutes can provide us a breath or like in the Psalms, a Selah in the midst of a busy beginning of the year. Uh, So I come to you all wanting to wanting to talk about current events. Uh, we aim at Narrow Way to Broadway to be relevant and instrumental in navigating life for the creative mind. Um, and the tail end of our mission statement is to discuss topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. You probably heard it at the beginning of this episode. Um, so everywhere, including the United States, the UK, the Philippines, everywhere we have listeners, we want to be equipping you all, um, and through that, equipping ourselves with tools for the modern world. Uh, so today, in particular, I just have such a heavy heart um, when I think about the United States because of the horrific events that took place at our na- nation's Capitol building, um, the violence and pain and misplaced causes that were demonstrated act as an example of our flesh's failure to guide us well um, and point to the utter depravity that is the world. The hardest times for me to understand personally are when these harmful occurrences take place with Jesus as a trope at the center or with cherry-picked contextless biblical values as an excuse to follow our flesh. So I often find myself completely wordless, um, utterly unable to understand how God could keep his word in situations like this when he says that he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. That says, um, it says that in Romans 8, 28. And I often ask our God, you know, how could this ever be your purpose? How could good come from this today? Or why are you letting people like carry out such an evil thing in your name, Jesus? I have no understanding, and I'm left with wordless groans, like it says in verse 26 of that same chapter, um, Romans 8, uh, wordless groans in which the Holy Spirit must intercede for me because my mind and my flesh cannot reconcile with what is going on around me. I try to speak, and it falls short, um, articulate how I feel, and everything feels contrived. I try to pray, and I'm left in a puddle, you know, questioning the words of my Father. I can feel not only myself, but creation itself groaning and aching for a savior. Um, So I want today to read a large chunk of Romans 8 for us. This is the ESV translation and what the Lord brought me to in his kindness when surrendering my obsession and idolization of understanding what he is doing. I encourage you and remind myself that this is the word of God and pray that it can fall fresh on our um, ears and hearts today. So Paul in Romans 8, 18 through 30, writes, For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption 
and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes in what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that we might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So at the beginning of this passage, Paul describes creation as futile. Um, This is from the root metaiotis in scripture, which means what is devoid of truth, what is frail, depraved, or perverse. Paul is saying here that creation is utterly subject, addicted to what is false. I've been reading in Ecclesiastes over and over that time here is but vapor in the wind. It vanishes as quickly as it came. This passage reminded me that, you know, in the truth of God's word, my flesh is predisposed and inclined towards sin. That although I am saddened, disgusted, and angered by the egregious injustices in our world and with what happened on Tuesday, I am not or should not be surprised by them. In fact, if our world is literally depraved by nature, I should expect it to do what it was made to do, which is fail. I find myself so frustrated thinking, this isn't the kingdom of God, this isn't God-like, and then I am met with, well, yeah, Emma, this isn't the kingdom of God because It simply isn't the kingdom of God. This is earth. Welcome to a world that, you know, I'm told over and over has been subjected to pravity since Genesis. As I was praying over (laughs) recording this prayer, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit give me peace. For the last few months, I've been so conflicted and confused over the political climate in which we exist, by the conduct in which people interact, and by the things I see online in particular. I've been trying to make decisions and engage in these arenas in a way that is reflective of the kingdom of God. And then it sort of hit me. Uh, Instead of asking myself, how can I make this world look like heaven or resemble heaven? Maybe I should be asking myself, how can I make this world look to heaven? How can I acknowledge the pain and trial of the world and suggest that maybe the alternative to its nature is another realm altogether? You know, fully acknowledging that there is and should be a difference, that the depravity and the differences between heaven and earth and man and God are the very road by which our hearts are made to seek him. Our flesh wants sin. Our hearts desire God. We have that desire in our hearts. So maybe instead of putting my heart and faith in the, you know, candidate or platform or cause that looks the most like Jesus, I should acknowledge that the world was created to fail to point to the perfection of our true king, to point to Jesus himself, and to create a craving for heaven rather than a cheap imitation of it disguised as a worldly cause. So, 
What is the call here? The call is not to ignore the groans of the world, not to minimize or brush off what is happening here. I think the call is to stop trying to solve the sins of an imperfect world with suggestions from an imperfect world. The call is to point to Jesus himself and not the policies or platforms that are quote-unquote lesser of certain evils. What if the earth wasn't meant to look like heaven? What if an imperfect earth was meant to point to a perfect father, to create that place in our hearts that only he can fill? Uh, Will you pray with me? Dear God, we see creation groaning, um, just calling out for you. We can see the ways in which our flesh tries to substitute um, only, only what you can fill, only what you can satisfy, God. God, I just pray, I just feel like a stirring in my spirit that you are, you are calling up a new generation of believers, God, a new generation that is, that is passionate about justice and passionate about you and passionate about um, what, you, what you have put us on earth to do, God. Um, But let us remind ourselves that our job is not to make heaven look like earth, but our our job is to make earth look to you, um, earth look to heaven, God. That any effort to, you know, be like heaven here on earth is just going to fail because this earth is made by nature futile, like you say in your scripture. Um, God, I just pray for our nation. I pray for... (laughs) the nations around the world too who are affected by the United States God I just I pray for anyone right now who just like doesn't know what to say or doesn't know what to do because that's always me in the situation and um I just pray that you will bless the thoughts and you will renew our minds um and you will allow us to live in this messy middle of knowing that this is not our home but engaging in the world in a way that uh, points to you God I feel like that is my constant struggle um Yeah, I thank you for our listeners. I thank you for anyone new. Um, I hope they feel blessed by this. Um, We love you. Amen.